Chapter 1 Oh God, he's dead. The voice on the phone seemed familiar to me, just on the edge of panic. Waves lapped against the hull. A distant siren wailed across the water while darkness blanketed the houseboat. I was in bed, propped on one elbow, the phone in my hand. Who is this? Tracy Rochelle. Oh God. Tracy? How'd you get this number? Help me, Mr. Logan. Tracy, what's wrong? Where are you? He's fucking dead. Holy Christ. Tracy, who's dead? Where are you? At the beach house. I didn't know what she was talking about. Give me an address. She mumbled, so I had to ask her again and wrote it down. Who's dead, Tracy? I couldn't decipher her slurred response. Stay there and don't do anything. I'm on my way. Are you hurt? The answer was faint. No. Stay there. I'm on my way. There was no response. Tracy? I'm coming. Stay put, all right? Okay. I threw on jeans and a tee, grabbed my Glock from the nightstand, and headed out into the night. For the record, my name is John Logan. Currently, I work as a private investigator and security consultant. Before that, I was a covert operative for the United States government. They say you never truly retire, but I did. At least, I'm trying to. I did things I can't discuss in places I can't talk about, and some of it I wouldn't want to, even if I could. I walked away from the spy game to spend the rest of my life with the best thing that ever happened to me. Some say I became a P.I. to help people and to atone for my sins. Whatever the reason, sometimes things don't turn out the way you plan. I was six when my parents died, and I was sent to live with an uncle in Japan. When I was seventeen, he and my aunt were gunned down. At their funeral, I met a man named Bill Rochelle, who said he knew my uncle. Bill took me in, brought me to America, sent me to college, got me into the military, and later recruited me into the covert ops business. Tracy is his youngest daughter. The last time I'd seen her, she was a 17-year-old with a punk haircut and a bad attitude. I didn't know she was in the city. How did she know I was here? I realized I didn't know many things. Like who was dead and why I was charging in like the cavalry at O'Dark Hundred to help someone I hadn't seen in eight years. The bay stretched out in the night, the city lights reflecting off the black water. A ribbon of steel and concrete known as the Curtis Bridge spanned the intercoastal and connected downtown Coral Bay with the newly chartered city of Coral Beach. Traffic was light at this hour of the morning, but it would still take me a half hour to get there. I picked up my cell to call 911, but put it back down. I noticed the time on the phone, 3.45 a.m. I suddenly knew why I was doing this. There were issues of duty and honor, lost on the average person, but not to a small number of us who'd been places and done things forever hidden from the light of day. It was a duty, not to her, but to Bill, that now drove me through the night. North Shore was an upscale section of Coral Beach that consisted of a thin strip of land between the beach and A1A and contained homes of all shapes and sizes that were worth far more than their appearance might suggest simply because of the land they sat on. I passed new half-million-dollar homes that bordered weathered A-frames and vacation rental houses. After getting lost once, I found the tiny street that consisted of three houses— Tracy's was at the end on the left, right on the edge of the beach, a newer A-frame home that had not yet seen the ravages of salt and sea. 
I pulled into the paved driveway behind a powder-blue BMW convertible. A redwood-stained porch ran around the entire house. The ocean roared, invisible from here. A light breeze brushed my face, my nostrils inhaling the salt air. There seemed no way to get to the porch. I ran around the house, trying to locate steps, but came up empty. I wondered if the architect had been drunk. There was a door, just beneath the western side of the deck. I tried the knob. It was locked. I spotted the dim light of a doorbell and pressed it. I thought about another way in and decided to hell with it. I inhaled, let the breath out, and kicked the damn thing. It banged open. My Glock found its way into my hand without thought as I charged up the stairs.